0: Welcome to another edition of UCBS on Times Live. There's so much going on in the country this week, from blackouts that are continuing to also, of course, a change in who is in charge of one of the most important metros in the country, Nelson Mandela Bay. You might be confused, even as a resident who is living in the Bay Area in terms of what the hell happened the other night when all the way until three o'clock in the morning, there were scuffles, there were disagreement about processes. And when we all woke up, there was a new mayor, executive mayor elected in charge of Nelson Mandela Bay. Now, I think that this is a story not just of interest to you in the Eastern Cape, in Port Elizabeth and surrounding areas, but also a national story. And I want to first understand what happened exactly there. And I want to unravel the story so that we can make sense of it, not least because I think we all take it as a fait accompli that after 2024, we're going to see coalitions provincially and not just at local government level. But if it doesn't work at local level, then one's got to raise the obvious question what are the prospects of coherent, stable coalitions when it comes to provinces? constituting governments after 2024. Now joining me for this conversation are two of my colleagues down in and Andy Sabonani, who is a senior politics reporter, as well as Rochelle de Cock, the editor of The Herald. And um, the work that they do is absolutely brilliant. And I'm delighted that they're joining me this morning. You're listening to Eusebius on Times Live. That's this latest podcast on Times Live. And it's me, Eusebius McKeyser, exploring the major issues of the week. That means you're gonna hear a lot of law, politics, and ethics, how they intersect, and how important these stories are in the life of all South Africans. When people saw Their children must know this are sellouts. sellout.
1: They put saliva on the paper.
0: Mr. Julius Malema. Whispered and said sing it, sing it. And then they shared that zone. No, I'm not it's gonna apologize.
1: Can I have
2: my iPad please? <laughs> <laughs> so they stole it.
0: Thanks so much for and Andisa for joining me. I really appreciate Good it. Good morning, thank you, Yusebius. Morning, thank you, Eusebius, for having us. And I want to start with you because I want the facts to just be very clear. Mm -hmm. The morning after I sent some of your tweets and some of the reporting from the Herald to my dad who lives there in Kensington and Mm -hmm. um, there was just silence because there was just a stunned response even as an engaged resident of your city to what had happened and also not quite recognizing the name of the new mayor. I think I could be wrong. I hope so, because I'm sure your readers are more informed in this. But I suspect that if we were to ask 100 random people at Cleary Park, who is the mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay? Many of them might not even be able to answer the question. Who is the mayor and what the hell happened?
2: Um, The new mayor as of Wednesday or Thursday morning is Mr. Chief Ordinal of the DA. That's the new guy.
0: And how how long had he been a councillor for and what do we know about him? I've seen on Facebook some colleagues, our colleague at the Sowetan who also comes from the Eastern Cape like all of us. Rochelle also engaging on her page saying that, you know what, the guy's solid, he's got some pedigree, he's been around for a while. Give us a little bit of a sense of his political biography and experience within the council.
2: Mm. Um. He, he. I mean, he's been a councillor since 2009, on and off. So, um, some people do know him, of course, especially in the DA. Um, whether he'd been, um, he's known in the northern areas is 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 another is another case. But uh, he was um, a caucus leader for the DA before. Um, so, I mean, he, he's been around. He's been around. Um, what happened on the day is that the council meeting um was supposed to have started at 10 a.m um, and of course delays started uh just before um 11. um and just on the onset councillors wanted to clarify an issue of what was going to be discussed in the agenda because mm-hmm. when the notice of the agenda was sent out um i think on monday there was no indication in terms of the items that were going to be discussed but um It just said they were going to continue with the items from the previous meeting. Now, the previous meeting was supposed to have taken place on September 7, but it failed because it did not meet the quorum and um, and that was due to one dop councilor who the da was banking on to to be part of the council so that they can have at least two people on their side to unseat the previous mayor oh. eugene johnson but that one councilor did not make it to council only one dop um uh, arrived but the council failed because they couldn't meet the quorum so um the, they took a break um, on Wednesday to try and to try and check what was going on, and shortly after they returned from a break, councillors wanted to know what was the issue, because there were there were two DA councillors who had been connecting who had connected to the meeting virtually. One of those yes. councillors had been sick for the most part of the year and hadn't uh, attended uh, physically, so they wanted to know his his medical conditions, because, according to what they know, is that he cannot speak uh, he can hardly move parts of his body, so how has he been contributing to council meetings before so that was the ball of contention with uh, which led to the scuffles uh, the insults, the complaints the whole day that day
0: what Why is that such a big thing by the way, from a process point of view i couldn 't understand that does the council rules bar someone from participation virtually? Or were the other other political parties, what, what were they trying to imply about this person being sick and being on virtually? Because I, I thought to myself, my God, this is high drama, the person has got to be physically present, rushed over to make sure that they are physically voting. I thought we had since COVID at least, if not before, made accommodation for online engagement in these processes?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, The rules of council do make provision for councillors to be able to contribute virtually um, but they're questioning whether he was of the right right mind to be able to make the critical decision Mm. that I made in council. Um, but one of um, Patriotic Alliance councillors quoted a rule. I think it's Rule 22E in the in the rule book, which which stipulates that the chairperson of the meeting, uh, which is the speaker, needs to ensure that everyone who's connected virtually can be heard and be seen from the outset of the meeting. Mm. So now the councillors wanted to make sure they wanted to see the guy. They wanted him to switch on his camera so that they can see him, to ensure that you know, no one else is there making decisions for him, and also for him to say something to ensure that he can actually speak and make arguments and contributions to the meeting. Um, the, he switched on the camera, he and another DA counselor who, who also had connected um uh, virtually we saw them and the one counselor at at some point he she spoke she said something but the mr who is the one who is said to be sick did not say something so they wanted him to say something on camera to be sure that he can actually contribute and he couldn't mm. um so there was debate and everything else and then the da at some point said you know what we're going to bring on the guy we're going to call him both of them to come to council we waited oh. for I think more than an hour for the guy to to arrive. He did not arrive. Um and that was the issue. Why is he not here when you, when you said he was going to arrive? Yeah. So the council meeting had to continue and the DA had to forfeit um, that 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 uh, councillor's vote because yeah. he wasn't there. And from what I understand, um he he really is a secret person. Um whether mm-hmm. he's off a sound line, I don't know. Whether he can contribute, I don't know, but um He's not well uh,
0: to be to be um, to mm. have gone to council physician. Rochelle, I want to bring you in here. When I listen to Andisa, I'm I am fascinated by the minutiae, and we're going to mm-hmm. go back to the minutiae in a second because the processes are important. But I, I think to myself, these processes are playing out with a tit for tat shouting about how to interpret council rules. And it mimics what often happens in National Parliament, when MPs bop up and down and tell the speaker, Speaker, I'm rising on rule number, blah, 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 blah. But in the meantime, the question is, what is the experience of Joe Soap? If you are living in Warmer Township, if you are in Edcockvale, if you are in the yeah. northern suburbs, how does your life relate to what's going on at the feather market? And so I guess my first question to you is, the coalitions are so many in terms of the number of partners in Nelson Mandela Bay. Was it doomed to fail from the beginning, or was there some stability before this week's drama?
1: Look, Yusuf, yes, um I think we've just been on an ongoing going roller coaster ride of bad governance um I'd say since two thousand and eleven mm. um in fact, I would take it back even um to two thousand and eight. When, when the instability, you know, started, um, where we started to see the factional politics within the ANC uh, spilling over into City Hall. Um, we had the removal of of uh, the mayor at the time, Nondumiso no, Mapazi, and in came yeah. uh, unionist uh, Zankolo Waile, and then there, there was the factional battles within the ANC, um, and, and those started to really see a city that had consecutive or clean audit reports, unqualified audit reports. I mean, the city used to win awards for being clean. And today, if you were to come and take a drive here, you would, it'll be hard to find um, a traffic light that's working. And, and that's not even you know got anything to do with load shedding. It's difficult to, ride, mm. to drive anywhere on these roads without um, encountering any potholes. Street lights are not working. Mm. Our city is filthy. It is absolutely filthy and so these have mm. been just consecutive years of just a leadership crisis and and every time uh an election takes place it just gets worse um and and I'm, I'm, I'm i mentioned that because it it it's really where it all started and and we'd had officials acting with impunity no one's ever been held accountable um we've had you know Billions of rand wasted in 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 like a you know uh, grant money that was meant to you know better the city when it comes to uh, you know bus systems and and improving our road network none of that has has yeah. really just even come to fruition so you know and then we had you know Danny Youri wrote in as, as the savior um, things started to happen you know but it wasn't it wasn't long enough um, and then we had an election and then we suddenly had. A coalition government in Nelson Mandela Bay for the first time. Mm. For those two years that Ethel Trollope was mayor, um, I would say for the first 10 months uh, or the first year we really did start to see a difference. Mm. Um, There was some stability, we had officials that were working, we had a city manager who's uh, an administrator of note Um, and then there was the factional fighting between you know Trollope and Bobani and things just went downhill from then. We had you know, Trollope remove Bobani in and and, uh, suspending the city manager. And Mm. every other week, there'd be a new acting city manager. And it was just, it's been chaos. And everybody looked to the 2021 elections as, okay, this is going to be the saving grace, you know, let's do the election. So finally, you know, we could see some semblance of stability in our city. And it just got worse, Eusebius. A a coalition government in Nelson Manila Bay doesn't work because the members of those coalition governments spend all the time, or most of the time, concerned about who's going to be in what positions than any discussion about governance.
0: Mm. I
1: mean, I look at the council meetings, there's never any discussions of substance. The discussions about uh, about who was, was, uh, you know, the city manager and it's 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 discussions about uh, suspensions, but there's never anything about development. We 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 I mean we don't even have a, a situation where we're discussing you know like what are catalytic projects that the city is pursuing. We don't have any of that. We we discussing whether or not we're gonna have water um, and why some areas. Um, have uh, substations that are um, are constantly down and, you know, and, and those are the matters that um, the residents are, are preoccupied with. And and if I may just quickly come in here, before <laughs> you yeah. cut me off, you have an unprecedented situation here where we've got a big business, organised business that have had to take over the role of governance. In some instances, we've had... Uh, businesses that are adopting substations to guard those substations because um, vandalism is such a major crisis.
0: Yeah, yeah. Got, I was flabbergasted um, when I heard that from yeah. one of your business persons and our colleague Peter Bruce on his podcast a couple of months mm-hmm. ago.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I mean, we've got companies that are now, you know, asking, okay, what can we do to even help the police? Um, what do the police need? Um, we've got, uh, there's so many um massive industries here, you know, um, with origins in in Europe and they are questioning why Why does it feel like we're being double taxed here yeah. because, you know, we're having to take care of substations, we're having to help fix leaks, they're sending, you know, um, plumbers out into communities to help fix leaks because the city is just not doing it.
0: That's absolutely absolutely insane. Andisa, mm. what formally was the motion that led to the mayor, deputy mayor, and also the WHIP suddenly finding themselves without a job this week. After 2021, if I'm thinking of the wonderful long timeline that Rochelle has so crisply summarized for us, let's do a bit of a pause over after 2021, how things had played out. I mean, the mayor that has just been booted out, how did she do? I listened to one or two of the interviews at the beginning of her reign, and I was cringing so much that I changed the channel a couple of times.
2: Um, the vote of no confidence against the mayor is simply based on the fact that councillors of the opposition are saying they're not confident in her leadership. Um, she's not fit to hold office, um, and she unpre- was unprepared and hopeless in, in her role. That's was basically what they were complaining about. They've been saying since she took over, service delivery in the Bay has been at a grinding halt. Um, She has no local government experience. Um, She was basically uh, put in that position to represent the northern area because it's such a huge constituency in the Bay. I mean, there are two other political parties that come from that area, so they wanted to get the voters from that area. So that's why she was put um, in the pedestal and to become mayor of the
0: Bay by the ANC. So that has What's been- her name by the way, is it Eugene or Eugenie? Eugene Johnson. Eugene. Yeah. But she's supposed to be a businesswoman and she comes from the area. It's amazing how those things can be deceptive, right? Because you get excited and you say, Oh, how's the froze electronic and jay says my auntie next door? And next thing you know, she is no different than the incumbents that had lost that particular position. In your opinion, mm-hmm. or assessment as a senior political reporter. How does she compare to others in that position?
2: Um, I mean, she as a person and in politics, she's good at working on the ground, but administratively, I wouldn't be sure. Um, Compared to other political, uh, other leaders who would be mayors, I think they were more popular and they were more popular in in, in politics more than anything. Um, Mm. She's said to be not to be strong and she's new, she's not known by by, by the people. So her confidence... uh, uh, from the people it comes to her wasn't very strong. So other people mm. had been aware, people knew uh, uh, for example, Mr. Jordan is, though he was in more in, 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 in sports, but at least he was known by the people. So people sometimes were well, because they know you as a person, it's because they know of your work. So mm. um I think um, her main role was to, to try and get the northern areas of the Bay to to try and get a vote for the, for the ANC. Uh, but, I mean, that happened last year. But in terms of the work, when it comes to uh, conducting her duties as mayor, that's where people started to say, okay, things have never been like this before. We need to change.
0: Yeah. Yes. And are, you blink and then suddenly the coalition lines of division are changed. Mm. It's very difficult, mm-hmm. unless you are an ace reporter like yourself, or a, so I think of someone like Yanyan Yobert, who's written a book, an excellent book on coalitions in the country. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to keep tabs, because you've got so many political parties, yes. beyond the obvious big ones. Mm-hmm. Um You almost need like a whiteboard, and then on the left column and the right column, you put who is voting who, <laughs> and then it changes every other day. Yes. Who voted? In favor of the mayor retaining her position. And I seem to be a little bit confused. The EFF, you never know where the hell these oaks will end up in any voting decision in any of our metros or municipalities. I was a bit um, flabbergasted. If the record of the mayor is at, be- at, at best checkered, I couldn't understand why any opposition party would vote <laughs> in favor of retaining her in that position rather than putting a new broom in charge. In the most simple possible terms, tell us what the most important observations are about who voted in favor and against, and what their reasons were, even if we have to speculate.
2: Um, now, there are 13 political parties in, uh, at the Nelson Mandela Bay Council. Um, of course, the ANC voted for to retain Johnson, uh, and they have 48 seats, and then the Patriotic Alliance with two seats also voted. Um, and the EFF which Mm. has um, eight seats voted, you know. Mm. So, um, remember now everyone else of course voted for the DA and minus the one DA vote from the sickly councillor. In terms of why they voted, I think last week the, the, the EFF had made a demand to the ANC to say, if they want uh, them to vote with them in this council meeting on the Wednesday council meeting, they need to get rid of, of Eugene Johnson. That's what the D, I mean the EFF had demanded from the ANC. Um, mm. And there were rumors uh, leading to the council meeting that uh, Eugene had been sent a letter uh, by her party to step down. I think that could have been the reason. Um, I think that could have been the reason for the party to send her because of the EFF's demand for her to step down. So. Um, I think if if she had stepped down prior, I don't know. Maybe other political parties would have changed their minds. But as things stand, it's like other parties have no faith in the ANC as a whole. It doesn't matter who's at the helm; they just want to, mm. they just don't want the ANC to be uh, to be at the helm of the party because of previous um, mm. experience. So, um, but when when you check the dynamics, um, we ended up with twenty one councillors participating. Um, uh, on the on the weekend i mean on wednesday at the council meeting and um, 60 people voted um, against the mayor and 58 voted for her but when it came to 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 mm-hmm. the deputy mayor um, chief chief and the other uh, motions that were that were tabled one person in the in the other in the da led coalition voted for the the ANC led coalition. So it's quite an interesting dynamic as to what are the reasons, why are people voting, the way they're voting. We don't know what happens behind closed doors in terms of because there have been speculations of people being bought to try and, you know, because remember in the in the council meeting of the of the of of September 7, the DOP councillor who didn't make it, was said to have been threatened. Her life was threatened. Mm. That's why she couldn't make it. So it's those kind of things that happen, whether that's true or not, it's, it's, it's debatable. Oh, but if you find those kind of things, they happen when it comes to these kind of things and when a man needs to be, uh, when they want to unseat yeah. a mayor. So it's it's an interesting dynamic, which could, which could change any day because it's just one seat that, that makes that's, a difference. That's
0: absolutely crazy, Rochelle. When I listen to Andisa What she is saying underscores the broader points that you've made with that institutional memory of what had happened in years gone by, and this is why this is a national story, because we may easily have spoken about other municipalities in the country when it comes to fractious alliances. I mean, Mm -hmm. the horse trading that you are talking about happens here in Johannesburg as well, it happens in other parts of the country as well. Nothing in what Andisa said, Rochelle, spoke to differences when it comes to solutions for water Mm. scarcity in Nelson Mandela Bay, how to deal with housing backlog, for example, how to ensure that the city again become, you know, sort of proudly synonymous with excellence when it comes to manufacturing in the automobile industry, for example differences when it comes to how to problem solve spatial apartheid geography that still is a massive, massive constraint on Black African and colored using for purposes of making the point exactly the apartheid nomenclature that, that are the vestiges of Port Elizabeth, making sure that they have a better shot at living well. Nothing that Andisa says speaks to solving problems for the residents. It's all about horse trading again, Rochelle
1: absolutely yeah and 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 that's what it comes down to and and it's the it was the same in the in the term of twenty sixteen to um to twenty twenty one there was nothing um about trollope's leadership um at the time you know that they could say it was a lack of of dealing with matters um you know on the ground uh you know when it comes to service delivery. It all became about white arrogance. I mean, yes. you would remember um, Julius Malema's uh, quote where he said, "We're going to cut the throat of whiteness," mm. and and that's how they they eventually, you know, um, removed Trollope from that position. So it, it's never, and, and in this time as well, um, they're not de- they're not debating matters of substance. They're not debating the fact that you know for a full week. Um, Motherwell was a no-go area. The entire citrus industry was cut off from from the port of Muruha for yes. a week yeah. because uh, you know a protest. And and we in fact we had a, a picture in the in the Weekend Post the one day um, to say the mayor's busy playing golf. And your the large part of your city is burning. The citrus industry can't get to the Port of Nogha. So those are the, 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 the dynamics that we're dealing with here. There aren't any matters of substance that these mm. parties are debating about. It's all about positions. Yes, there are a few of the one or two smaller parties that um, perhaps, you know, um, do feel uh, like I think of the ACDP, they'll always be raising matters of of substance. Of, uh, governance uh da sometimes um as well but and and the aic but i don't think that that is at the core of of why they choose uh, to to you know the alliances that they are making you've um, seen it all before you've heard it
0: all before so yes. that the heralds first interview with a new mayor i checked the tweets and also the article is making all the right noises and i, yeah. I as i read that i wondered whether a resident of Nelson Mandela Bay would roll their eyes or be hopeful because he says all the obvious things that one wants to hear and should hear, quite frankly, such Mm. as my first duty is to make sure there's political stability, because there's a link between political stability and administrative efficiency. And of course, one can't deny that to be literally a true statement, but the question has got to be asked, am I justified to be cynical or do you think there's a space here for possibly doing business anew?
1: Look, I think I think it's a bit of both. Um, there's a lot of cynicism in our city, and and in fact, you know, we are always talking about the fact uh, that we need to instill some hope because there's there's really just been a feeling of hopelessness yeah. um, across the board. Um, you know, over the last uh, few years, even, but more so the last few months. And so there are some people who say, look, we've heard it all before. Or um, whatever you know, he'll only be there for a few months, which which I think is is very possible, knowing the dynamics in our city. Mm-hmm. But I also would like to say, and and I mean, I'm not at all you know aligned to anybody, but I do know um, this counselor. I know him, his work as a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's been a mayoral committee member in charge of budget and treasury. He's the kind of person that that is approachable um, and he does get on well generally with, with other political parties. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a very hardworking counselor and he's, he's an administrator of note. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you'll find also in, in, in the Swetan editors uh, post where some party members were ca- commenting, including EFF as well as some from the ANC will say, look, you can say what you want. We've always worked well with him.
0: That's right, um, he, he's,
1: solid, he, yeah. he is, he's a solid guy. Um, he really is. Um, when it comes to to knowing our city, he knows the city very well. He's got institutional memory. He um, he's I think he's a an attorney by profession. Um, so he knows laws. Um, he's always raising those kind of things. I don't know for how long. Um, when it comes to uh, <laughs> matters of uh, politics and and the fact that um Such you we've know, mm. some very difficult uh, characters yes. um that i don't think it's going to to last very long mm. um to be honest with you i've yeah, got a final question yeah.
0: <laughs> i've got a final question for each of you andisa just give us a sense so that also the readers of the herald and our listeners across arena can understand how we work as political animals as you watch this story unfold going forward what are some of the three or four most important angles or issues you're going to be watching out for to try and make sense of whether the new leadership is able to deliver
2: um one of the major issues that uh, opposition councillors have been highlighting is the building of houses is that gonna happen now that uh there's a new there's a new mayor or was that uh, just uh elements to, to to discredit the the previous mayor also just general service delivery but most importantly Eusebius it's the issue of the section twelve that's uh, that's hanging over the, this council um there was i think a, a letter sent by co co visited the bay I think last month to present section twelve which would allow for an executive um to, to 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 basically take over the reins a 10 member executive to take over the reins so that would be a multi party executive uh, obviously hmm. the two major parties will have more seats than the, the other smaller parties now that was gazetted last month and it was uh it was sent out to the public f- to make submissions that was extended uh i don't, i'm not sure until when but uh, I think now that the, the ANC has lost um, the seat, the coctor and the, and the province is going to institute that section oh, wow. for, for yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> to institute that, that section to, to for that so that, to unseat the DA basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's yeah. the that's the major story I'll be looking forward to. So maybe by the, before even the end of October, we will the mayor we won't have a mayor. We'll have <laughs> a, a ten member oh, sure. executive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Rochelle, yeah, I I, I want to combine two final questions. I could hear you um clearing your throat while Andisa's speaking. So jump on there and tell me what you make of that prediction and that, that that issue. And then and then I want you to end off and have the final say on a national question. On the basis of what you guys are experiencing down in the Eastern Cape, what are your thoughts on the prospects of stable service delivery? Coalitions at provincial level after 2024?
1: Um, you know, I'm, I was laughing now when Andisa spoke about the Section 12, because that's the very first thing that the, the new MEC of COPTA has raised um, in, in, in his <laughs> statement about, you know, the shenanigans in Nelson Mandela Bay. Um, so basically what you have is the ANC running Nelson Mandela Bay from Bisho. Um and you mm. know you, they they're saying you would really, we scrap that you know the, the council system and have uh, an ex you know a, 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 a ten, member, ten 10 member executive where you've wow. um four ANC four DA and I think two uh, other political parties and um council you know most of the council they basically just completely um rubbish that there's like no absolutely not and and I do Suspect that's what's going to happen. Um, so that's going to be a very interesting that's one, crazy. and I think we can look forward to a few court cases coming up um, in in that matter.
0: That is um, absolutely crazy. I've got to say, yeah. in parenthesis, if you look at the municipality in Makana, the residents managed to get, as you guys know, a legal victory over the last two years to force Bisho to take over a dilapidated municipality. And in that case, because the ANC was running Makana they were not interested in a, in basically complying with the court order to take over the municipality. But because they're not in charge in Nelson Mandela Bay, suddenly politics make them want to bend as far as they can the cooperative governance model in their favor.
1: Absolutely. And look, they they do it under the guise of Oh, we trying to bring stability but I mean uh, <laughs> I mean come on the Eastern wow. Cape government doesn't necessarily have the best track record when it comes to good governance um, but just on your other topic look uh, UCBS, I do not bat for uh, coalition governments um, mm. I think I think our politicians are too immature for it mm. i think our politics is immature for it mm. um I, I do think we, we we have perhaps too many political parties maybe that's the problem mm. um i cannot see that it would take our country forward um i do think it, it is something that is going to be uh, a reality maybe 2024 perhaps the next um election day after mm. but it, it's not something that our democracy is I think ready for, um, and and I think our politicians are just not mature enough um, to put the the citizens of
0: our country first. Really well, then that depressing so. note. Thanks. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking all sorts of study tours. I see the Scandinavians are paying for them. Some of them are out having fun in Denmark. You know, they're going to study <laughs> how to get it right. So let's see whether they come back with any lessons. Rochelle DeCock, yeah. my colleague, who's the editor of The Herald, thank you so, so much for what has been a fascinating conversation. And also Andy Savonani, please follow them and The Herald on Twitter. And it's really important that we keep tabs on what happens in the entire country and learn lessons that we can cross-pollinate. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so
0: much for having us, UCBs. Thank you, UCBs. Cheers.